Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to TGMR, the Galleries at Moore Radio, a public art talk radio station broadcasting from the Moore College of Art and Design. Listen live, search the archive of past broadcasts, or find out how you can get on air at thegalleriesatmoore.org. Hi, everyone. My name is Imani Roach, and this is another installment of Art Blog Radio. I'm so excited today and trying not to completely fangirl out because we are joined by not one, but actually on air it looks like three, but a, a full house of special guests um, from the Philadelphia Photo Arts Center. Um, these are all participants in the Mobile Women's Museum, which is a sort of year-long almost project that started back in February. Um, and our special guest participants today are none other than Zaneli Muholi, a world-famous South African photographer, artist. Um, and we're also joined, I'm very excited to say, by several of her um, collaborators who are apprentices in the program, including uh, Shasta Beatty and also Mafi Torres. So welcome, everyone. I'm so glad to have you all here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Um, so. Uh, I guess my first question would be for Zanele, and um, how did you first get involved with this project, and, and sort of what draw you to it? Um, I was invited by Lori Wasachak to come and be on residency here in Philadelphia, and when we discussed about my involvement, I thought that it was important to come up with a plan that involved other people than to come uh, in Philadelphia as an outsider and think that I could just like take pictures of of of, of anyone and everyone or to document strangers. So I, I just had this concept for the longest time of um, having a, a mobile museum for women, you know, because I realized that uh, most women were working human beings and who didn't have access to different museums and they needed to be given a space to showcase what they're able to create in whatever ways that they knew how to. So unlike when I go to other spaces where I just go into that space and I document myself, or when I'm at home and I photograph members of my community, um, this time around I wanted to hear what um, other fellow collaborators had to say. So it's per invitation but which is not about me, but it's about human beings and individuals that I care most about and who happen to identify as females and, uh, and black. So speaking to you ladies, to, to the apprentices, the collaborators in this project, um, I'm wondering when you first got involved in the arts, when did you first, are you both photographers? Or no, I, I can't remember now. Yeah, I am. I'm a photographer as well. I'm really interested in science. Oh, yeah. wow. And Muffy? I would consider myself a budding photographer. Okay. Um, I've had, you know, several. I've taken pictures on my phone since I was 13 years old, but um, this is the first time I'm taking it serious and discipline myself. So do you both <coughs> identify now as artists? Yes. I do. I do. Is that... Is that a new thing for you, or at what point did you start to see yourselves that way? It for sure, for me, is a new thing. Um, 
I'm really thankful for this project and the work um, that we do with Dr. Kathleen Walls, um, who is a psychologist that follows our journey and helps us process all of the, the things we're going through and the lessons learned and our paradigm shifts um, with her work and like her push. Um, yeah, I'm finally to, ready to call myself an artist. She, def she definitely helps us look at things from a more critical lens mm -hmm. and sort of step back and look at the, the bigger picture. So, yeah, she's extremely helpful. Um, I did initially around six years ago, I, I identified as like a visual artist and a photographer, and it was something that I stepped away from for some time, but at this point, I'm definitely back. So you're both referencing um, this program that you've been, been a part of since February, this like intensive training program. Can you explain to me a little bit about sort of what your daily experience has been like up till now? <laughs> um, so our daily experiences are all over. Um, it's just a, such a rich experience, like learning-wise and explorative-wise. Um, we are we have gone on several study tours, like museums in um, Philadelphia, and. Um, exploring archives and building our own archives through projects, through our own lens. And um, representation is something that we are really central to. Um, one of our like core questions for, for the project is like, who is art for? And we want to define and like redefine and keep picking at like, who is art for? And um, museums like these spaces that are can be really intimidating for common folk and everybody um trying to tackle that and what that means yeah yeah well i mean to pose that question back to you you know who is art for um and you know and specifically i, I wonder um each i guess as individual even before this project how did you think about who your community was in terms of like who you were making art for and, and also, I guess I'm wondering, has that shifted through, you know, having these conversations and thinking about things together? I mean, initially, I, I thought that um, I created art just for myself. It was something I did, and it felt really serene, and it was extremely peaceful for me. But as I interacted with others and became part of this program, it's, it's definitely bigger than that for me. And I think that... Um, I want to initially create art for anyone that's interested and in. I want them to see that and be connected to that and show the interconnectedness between the art that I do. Um, art is definitely vital for any community and especially communities of color um, for that source of like expression and celebration and you know way of survival. I view art as an act of resistance um, and a way to like sustain ourselves in the face of different modes of oppression, whether it be racism, sexism, capitalism, so on. Amen. Yeah. Um, so Zanelle, uh, you know, you are associated mostly with portraiture, whether that's, um, you know, taking photographs, taking portraits of people and communities, you know, in South Africa, um, or, you know, in, the, in more recent years, you've done some really stunning self-portraiture work that um, is really seem, seems to be about, you know, exploring yourself. Um, so 
part of my question is, you know, why is portraiture such an important part of your um, career? Like, why have you chosen to focus so much of your energy on that way of working? Um, and then my understanding is that portraiture is sort of a key component of this project, that it's, you know, what's going to be in the museums are portraits that you guys are going to be creating, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess an, another part of my question is, you know, why is portraiture, why was that the thing? You know, like, why was that an important part of this project to sort of teach for you as well? Uh, my previous projects were mainly on uh, black LGBTI communities in South Africa, yeah. for one, because we lack the archive that spoke to the people. And in my headspace, we needed to find ourselves and also to ensure that we were counted in South African history. I think same thing applies also here in the US and also other parts of the world where black people find themselves, you know, on the fringes of the society where they are there but then they made to feel that they do not exist or they are dismissed on daily basis in different fields. And if you are counted, you are lucky, you know. Um, and now the focus is on me, self-confronting the self in ways that I've never done before. Because I want to remember who am I and also to remember me and also to preach to those who have forgotten about themselves that they are worthy, you know, and self-love is key you know people need to remember who they are then to forever thinking that they do not count even though they are contributing towards the economies of their countries especially now in this period where racism is rife and people find themselves moved or displaced or forcefully removed from their own spaces in which some of them uh, they will always remember because then it becomes that space in which they're either born or something. Yeah. So that portrait of someone in the midst of gentrification yeah. and have that particular picture, which then becomes a, a, a family document that lives on beyond that particular human counts. Yeah. yeah. So it's self-portraiture is about self-love. It's about the love for the next person and also to emphasize the need for community and also to remind each other that, you know, about that sense of place in which we all love or like or care about. Yeah, so my portraits are, are black, black like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, guess not everyone would take that direction, but each and every person is flexible to take on, you know, or do it differently. But as long as it basically say, here I am, see me, feel me, and acknowledge my presence in this place, then to forever, you know, pushing me around or violate me. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, uh, you know, you bring up, you know, the fact that you started out taking portraits of members of the LGBTQTI uh, community in South Africa. Um, and there's a very special sort of history of racism in that context. Um, and as you pointed out, racism is also very rife here in the United States. Um, do you see any parallels between you know, the context that you come from and, and sort of what's happening here in the US now? Um, commonalities will be, of course, the issues of race we know 
Uh, I mean, South Africa is known for having survived apartheid. And we have seen before the emergence of race, uh, um, Black Lives Matter, how the students in South Africa agitated to ensure that we had equal education. And then we still have problems with the issues of land. You know, who owns the land? It's like asking the same question, like whose art, whose art is for? You know, so now different artists are trying to tackle different uh, banning issues that are known, that were ever known. It's just that maybe people didn't know the, the right approaches to it, or some they did, but they were ignored by those who handled the resources to ensure that those projects uh, became part of the art, you know, uh, and the archive in South Africa. So the commonalities was like the, the problematic uh, racism yeah. that persists in both spaces, either here and also in South Africa. If, we're to, if one were to uh, 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 connect the two with the ongoing hate crimes in South Africa on black LGBTI and the, the murders mm -hmm. that, uh, that are ongoing and looking and also at the, the, the displacement and violation of black people here who are forever uh, murdered. Like we woke up with the news of one uh, black man being murdered in this country. So it becomes like a daily, if not a weekly, you know, a problem that is known. And the common thing is living in a society where wives wake up without husbands and they become widows. And then children are offended by the very same racism and violations on their family members. And then mothers are without their children simply because of racism and displacement. You know, other people are even missing in the midst and they are never found but they belong here. So it's, 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 it's that whole thing of like how uh, a, a human rights violation uh, are, um, are common and yet they're not supposed to be happening. And then the question comes back to us who are producing uh, a visual project to say what are we saying about that and how can we use you know, uh, art and activism to speak about all of these unjust you know, uh, situations in which we find ourselves uh, in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked already a little bit about, you know, portraiture as a way of showing self-love, but also, um, you know, sort of staking a claim and saying, you know, I'm here, I'm part of this history, I'm part of, I'm visible also, you know. Um, and so if, if portraiture is something that has the power to change the way that you're seen and, and also to change the way that you see yourself, I'm wondering how this process thus far have, has changed, you know, for you, Muffy, and you, Shasta, um, has it changed the way that you um, see yourself, either as an artist or just like as a, you know, a citizen of Philadelphia, as a citizen of the world? Um, for myself, I I think it changes every day. Um, just all the the knowledge that is shared on a daily basis when mm -hmm. I meet with the nine other women, um, it's it's impacting and it it reminds me that I do have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And um, when Zanelli was talking about the displacement of um, violent gentrification that's that's my story that's what I'm dealing with right now with my family um, our house was destroyed 
and now we're trying to rebuild and facing nasty developers. Um, so I have a story to tell and um, I've been facing gentrification since a little girl. I was protesting against eminent domain and all of the politics surrounding that. Um, remember as young as like 10 years old writing an article to like the Philadelphia Inquirer about Eminem Domain and here I am now um, transforming that that passion and taking it into a different art form and creating a series of photos and a video um, telling my father's story and our family's story um, about our house and how we're being pushed out of our block every single day. Yeah, for me, being a part of the program was hugely transformative. Um, initially, I've never been interested in self-portraiture. It was something that I shied away from. I didn't like myself. I didn't like to really think about myself in that way. And so in a lot of ways, I sort of felt invisible, and I became numb um, to a lot of different things that I face on a daily basis in the city. And being a part of this program, it forced me to look at myself at a more critical lens and question why I feel the way I do. So now I'm definitely experimenting with it day by day and enjoying it, mm -hmm. yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear you yeah. say that. Um, you know, so you've got these guides along the way. I feel like you've mentioned already some of the people who have been helping um, expose you to different things through this process. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's something that's so important, like having mentors, having teachers Most is definitely. so critical. Um, and you both are so fantastic and charismatic. So I'm wondering, like, who have your teachers been thus far? Who have your mentors been thus far? Um, you know, who has inspired you and encouraged you to, to sort of get to this point? In this project? or No, just even prior to this, mm -hmm. you know? Like, what kind of gave you the gumption and the drive to pursue something like this? <laughs> um... For me, it's I'm, I'm driven by like my own family members who weren't given the tool of expression and art form um, that I can see them creating something so beautiful. And um, I'm pushed daily by thinking of like, I need to tell their story, but also give them the tools to tell their story. Um, and there have been like definitely great mentors along the way. Um, I was involved with this program called Art Factory in the city. It was for young teens and we used to like build gallery spaces um, and it was really DIY and our mentor is like Althea Baird and she, she's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have to say my initial, my first mentor was in high school. I'll never forget her. She was a phenomenal teacher. Her name was Lori Oliveris um, at Shelton High School. Um, and after that, I would definitely have to give credit to Stephanie Shanikan and Lisa Brock in Chicago. And most importantly, the person I carry with me daily is my great-grandmother. Um, she's from a small island called Antigua, and their art was a way of life. Mm -hmm. It was never respected in that way. So it was just, you know, if you can build and create, that's just what you did. But it was never really truly respected in my opinion. And it wasn't something that you could make a living from. So now when I think about what I want to do and how I want to create and where I want my work to be seen, I always carry her with me and know that that's a part of my lineage and that's what I want to do. It's interesting, you know, so many of the people that you mentioned are other women, you know, who have helped support you. Um, and that's a key part of this Thing is women's mobile museum you know it's not just people's mobile museum 
Um, and so I, I'm wondering, you know, what is the significance of that to you, to you know, any of the three of you, Zanenle and or, you know, Shasta or Muffy? Um, why is it important specifically that this is a you know a project that is thinking about gender, thinking about women? Quite frankly, I'm I'm sick of the patriarchal system how it is. <laughs> And women take on so many roles, educators, caretakers, therapists, um, the list goes on, nurses. And I mean, these are, you know, everyday women that have on these different roles. Um, we deserve more re recognition. We deserve more representation. And it's, it's long overdue, it's so long overdue. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is a, also another kind of group question. Mm -hmm. Like, what makes a good portrait? What are you looking for? What do you, you know, what 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 makes a good portrait to you? And what makes a good portrait? It what moves, in which, when a person looks at it, wanna wanna taste it, wanna cry, is moved by it, mm -hmm. is affected by it and want to question uh, and do not find answers or maybe sometimes find answers but that question of like why is this how is it done and what was in the mind of the the, the producer of that particular uh, uh, visual document mm -hmm. yeah it depends on who is looking and how is that particular portrait to look at it might be nothing to you or the next person but if it means something to the person who have produced it it means a lot. It means a lot. And I like then it goes back to what I said earlier to say this is about self-love. For us to remember us again, to be sane or regain our sanity in many ways and love what we are doing than to always feel, you know, uh, uh, um, rebuked or violated or be judged or criticized for simply because we have came up with something. Um. So my understanding, you all are in, along with, you have, there's 10 apprentices total, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So it's the two of you and, you know, eight others, and the 11 of you are sort of in collaboration, working over the next few months. And then in the fall, so like September, October, there's going to be the actual, like, mobile museum part of the project. Um, and so I guess... A, do you have a sense yet of what that's going to look like, the mobile part? I mean, I, I know you're taking it to a couple spots. There's going to be a showing uh, in Juniata Park and then also in Point Breeze. Um, is that something that you're, have you started to sort of iron out any of the details of that yet? Or when is when do you think that's going to? Um, Our first show is scheduled for September, but right now we're working through all of the kinks and figuring out what we want this space to look like. Yeah. Um, and thinking about who we want to be there and how to really engage the community and get people involved. And what are your hopes for that stage of the project, for the sort of, you know, the public showing, um, interacting with people in communities that are geographically pretty far from, you know, the center mm -hmm. of the Philadelphia art world? Mm -hmm. What are your hopes for that part of the, of the project? I want it to be as accessible as accessible as it can be mm -hmm. and I want I want it to be celebratory in a lot of ways like I want 
little brown, black children to look at these pictures and be like, wow, like I can do this, or maybe wow, like this is so beautiful, or just something to spark and the, the community members' minds to like really have that like reach for art and know that art is for them. I would like every space to be so packed that there's no space for anyone to come in. Like, that's my goal. That will make me extremely happy. But I definitely wanted people in the community to feel connected to art Mm -hmm. and see the relevance in it and really see themselves. Because I feel like a lot of times you go into spaces where you just, it's difficult to connect because you don't see people that look like you. Mm -hmm. And that's challenging, right? You, You go into these spaces and you see where art is respected and it's held at this high regard. But how do you connect to that when no one looks like you? Um, so I, I would like people to, I would like it to be a full house, sold out space filled with everyone from the community, but also for people to feel connected in it, connected with it and connected to it. What are your hopes for this place? Uh, I'm excited. I mean, like uh, all those who, um, who, who are members of the audience who want to be involved and also uh, to I foresee this as an ongoing project which lives beyond just 2018 and 2019. Mm. And also to have people's works published Mm. in that way, uh, all those who might not be able to attend the exhibition uh, openings and that duration when the the exhibition will be moving around to have access to something tangible in which they uh, live with and want to be involved and ask for more. So it is up to all of us to ensure that the project is successful as much as possible. So with that said, the families in which we come, you know, um, to see how important art is and also how therapeutic art can become for those who might think that there's nothing else for me to do. I don't belong to this profession or to that profession, but to find themselves accommodated and feel at home each time they see a, a new production uh, uh, created by 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 humans. So, do you uh, both identify as self-taught? Is that something that you is that like a label that's meaningful to, to either one of you? I've definitely used it in my bio, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that could be challenging, and people might roll their eyes. Um, but I, I take pride in teaching myself, um, especially when it comes to like filmmaking, um, painting. Um, a lot of art has just been. I tried it, picked up some, picked up some tools, went on YouTube, asked a lot of questions, um, and I think it's important to to emphasize that like you can teach yourself, and it's 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 possible, and you don't need institutions to be an artist everything is on youtube it's incredible <laughs> right you can figure out how to do so many things on that's YouTube. how i know how to make bread like there's it's just great <laughs> it's great how about you shasta do you see yourself is that like a label that has any meaning to you being self-taught mm-hmm. or do you identify that way i'm inspired by um a lot and I, I do enjoy experimenting but usually i do have mentorship or um I think that's a pivotal thing for me, like collaborating and learning from. So I feel like I'm inspired and I, I like to experiment, but I feel like there's always someone there that guides and supports me in the process. So self-taught, yes, but I do seek out information to learn more. I don't think it's 
it's a journey that I take completely alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really, I mean, we don't yeah. ever take take these journeys alone. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you even though you've had, you know, mentors, we've all had mentors, um, you know, one thing that we have sort of talked about already is that you are coming from sort of from outside of the institution, right? Like you, you did not necessarily have institutional support prior to this program. Um, the Philadelphia Photo Arts Center is an institution. It's a beautiful institution, but it is an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess how has that, has that been a, a new experience for you? How, how have you, um, how has it felt, I guess, to have this new kind of institutional visibility, this new kind of support? You know, also this is, you know, this is a Pew-supported program. You know, there's a lot of big institutions, both locally and even sort of nationally, who are, you know, looking to you now and supporting you. Um, so has that been, how have you thought about that shift? Um, the visibility and yeah. the, the and opportunity yeah. in itself is just unbelievable. Every time I explain the project to anybody who asks, they're just like, wait, what? That Something like that exists? Um, it's beautiful. Um, and we are walking in a lot of privilege right now um, to be able to be a part of this program and to work with all the amazing people that we have because of the funders and because of how it's formed so i i need to think about that more and really you know relish in it for sure it's been great um every day there's so much to learn there's so many ways to look at something i mean every we meet about three times a week three i mean ranging from three to four times a week and every day that i leave i'm i'm learning something new i'm writing something down it's it's a challenge for me at times, but one I definitely take a lot of pride in, and I enjoy it, and I take it step by step. Yeah. What's been the most difficult part of this process so far? <laughs> for any of you, actually. Uh, let's say, what's the most joyful part of it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, over the weekend, uh, we have documented the neighborhood parade which was amazingly beautiful. So for me, one of the highlights was seeing uh, women with cameras, hmm. which is so rare if they're not part of any big media team. Mm. So to have more than eight people with professional cameras yeah. and documenting hectically and loving what they are doing. And when we did the photo last night as part of our sessions and looking at what uh, came out from Mafi's sweat, and also Tesh, Andrea, um, and Shana was like amazing. It was exciting. It was exciting. Maybe the challenge will be what's on in terms of uh, uh, packing or editing down from a lot of beautiful images that are captured thoughtfully by the participants. I think the challenge is about to come, but so far it's been good in terms of the little time that's been spent and uh, beautiful and important images produced by by the participants. That's from my side, especially mm-hmm. speaking to speaking um, um, from a point of view where I've been photographing for a long time mm-hmm. and looking at where people have committed themselves to um, embark on a project that 
maybe they knew how to approach things, but also at the same time unsure how to produce. People did so well on Saturday. That was joyful. Challenge maybe about to come. And if it happens, we'll have to find means of dealing with it. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. We're in the midst of making work and like that in itself can be daunting, like the jump from where like you think, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then you jump in and you're like, okay, I'm doing this, I have to do this. It's, it's a beautiful thing, it's not peer pressure. I think Andrea called it peer motivation the other day, where we have the pressure amongst our collective to produce work and to do it good because Zanelli's watching. <laughs> and um, but it, it's a good, it's a good way to hustle towards the the common goal. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, so I, you know, I think we're close to wrapping. Um, but I just want to know if there's anything I'm missing because, um, like, what do you want me to know that I haven't asked? I'm so curious about this project. I was so excited when I first found out about it. Um, so, like, what should I be looking forward to? And what should I what should I know? What should our listeners know? You have to know to expect really great things because the, the Women's Mobile Museum has phenomenal... Uh, women involved with just like brilliant minds that have created past work and are continuing to get work. Um, we have MacArthur geniuses uh, yes, we do. <laughs> brewing up. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just say expect greatness. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia is such an exciting space, especially mm -hmm. where I live, West Philly. Ah. Uh, there are a lot of people like me, and it doesn't seem so strange at all and seem safe, uh, and I don't want to compare. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been good in that way. So what I was thinking of, like there are a number of nonprofit organizations in the areas mm -hmm. who may or may not have photographers in their organizations. And I guess that it would be good if they could connect with the group and um, seek possible collaborations. So that in that way, participants are able to practice and also to connect with their immediate communities in various places. Uh, on Saturday, there'll be uh, it's it's um, Malcolm X's birthday, which is oh. like huge, <laughs> and it's happening nearby us at the Malcolm Park, uh, Malcolm X Park. Yeah. So I was thinking it's another way in which we could document and preserve the community archive, mm -hmm. in which most uh, 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 people could connect with or relate to that particular event, which is important yeah. uh, for uh, many. So you'll be there? You'll all be there on uh, Saturday at Malcolm X Park? Is that the plan? This is the first I'm hearing about it, but I could be there. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us will be there. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll look forward to that. Um, Instagram. Oh, Shasta. Um, we have uh, an Instagram oh. in which you could see our activities and um, you could uh, check us on Women's Mobile Museum on Instagram and you see different sessions and work that will be produced or, or that's been produced by some of the participants 
and for those who want to connect, want to ask questions, uh, decent questions, of course, uh, that are related to the project, can find us. Women's Mobile Museum, All which is, word, yes, okay. one with women mobile, uh, Women's Mobile Museum. Yeah. Yeah, and we also want to invite everyone listening to our public panel on what is the Women's Mobile Museum, May 24th from 6.30 to 9.30 at Philadelphia Photo Arts Center. Excellent. What good timing we have. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me. This is such an honor. I'm so excited to hear more about the project, and I'll be looking out for you all. Uh, again, we've been speaking to Zanelli Moholi. We've been speaking to Shasta Beatty. We've been speaking uh, to Muffy Torres. And uh, we've also been joined. Do we want to um, shout out? We have a couple of other witnesses <laughs> yes. here in the studio who have been sitting silently in the back. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves? Taj and Carrie. So welcome also Taj and Carrie, as well as Lori from PPAC. We also got make sure y'all come to our exhibits. Mm -hmm. We will post on our Instagram when we Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been another installment of our blog radio. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having us. Thank we you. really appreciate yes, it. Thank, we you. Do. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.